Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special episode of the West Coast Offensive, where I am going to be interviewing Jackson Dirty Dude Erdman, the franchise quarterback of the Wild Aces, one of the teams in the FCF, a brand new league called the Fan Controlled Football League. This league just wrapped up its first season last week with the Wild Aces winning the championship titled the People's Champion, which was voted on by the fans. Yes, the fans are the ones voting on this league, making names of the teams, voting on the championship name, voting on different rule changes if that needs to be addressed, voting on uh, different plays that are challenged. Uh, if you think a play needs to be challenged, the fans are the ones that actually decide if that was a touchdown or if it wasn't a touchdown, if a foot was out of bounds or if it wasn't. Uh, that's all controlled by the fans. Uh, so I'm going to be interviewing this uh, quarterback, franchise guy, awesome dude. Uh, check out the interview if you want to know more about the league before so you understand kind of what this league is about. Uh, we do talk about some of the rules and such, but uh, if you want more info, head to fcf.io and that will break down all the rules uh, on that website so you know what is going on before. And you can also sign up and join the team on that website. Uh, head there, check it out, uh, and enjoy the interview. All right, welcome back, everybody. It is an absolute honor to introduce the franchise quarterback of the Wild Aces, the first ever People's Champion of the FCF, the fan-controlled football league. Everybody, this is Jackson, Jerdy Dude, Erdman. How's it going, buddy? How are you feeling after winning the championship last week? Hey, still riding the high. You know, <laughs> it was a blast. The whole season was so much fun. You know, blew my expectations out of the water. And just to be on the Aces for the entire season. And to finish off with the championship, you know, could have ended better. So I, I'm still pumped. Yeah. Uh, oh, for sure. Yeah. And being able to be a part of it as a fan was so integral in like they're so fans are so integrated into the the team atmosphere it's such a cool community and i i, I was a lifelong raider fan i've cheered for sports teams growing up this is different though like this is different just week to week to week being so hyped on this team and being so involved from the draft side to the playing side uh, the game side on saturdays man i've never double like fist pumped in the air and like said yes so much than i did in the championship game because man we're calling the plays we're calling the plays and you guys are executing them well and man saturday what a great game plan we called and you guys executed it well uh let's talk about the championship game though jerdy um a lot of crazy first half right um <clears throat> yeah so uh it looked a little suspicious right in the first half break down the first half for us what was it like as on the sideline as you know the wild ace is really consistent on offense but the defense was it was looked a little on its heels at times so uh break down that first half for us for sure i mean we're playing the glacier boys we played them two times already they're like the wild aces like big rival you know and um i like going in the game i'm like okay we're two and oh like social media is always talking so much crap i'm like like we have to go three and oh like it doesn't matter yeah. if we don't win this game it doesn't matter cause it's for the championship so anyway and like every game was close against the glacier boys so like mm -hmm. the first half was a shootout and it was 10 minutes longer um well each half was 10 minutes longer than like regular season games so it was like a shootout high scoring and they were converting on the extra points and we missed a couple so they were taking the lead and then going into the first half you know we, we were down what like 10 or 12 points yeah something like that defense was like kind of essentially you know getting beat up and it's the mm -hmm. shutdown squad which defense they ended up being nine and one on the season but you know the better defense 
like the game before they kind of like had a shutout almost like, yeah. like <laughs> up six points and at halftime they're kind of flustered everyone's flustered and I was like, guys, like last time we played the Glacier Boys, we were down 10, like at one point too. Like shutdown squad or defense, you're fine. Get us a couple stops. Do your thing. Offense, we're going to keep scoring. We're going to be fine. So, yeah, definitely the first half, we're like, like oh, shit. Like, you know, <laughs> squad's going off. Andrew Jamil has three tutties. We're like, dang, like we got to keep going, especially because they kept converting on the extra points and they're two points. So, like if they kept converting on those and we kept missing, that's essentially another touchdown, another score too so the lead just gets that much more daunting um but yeah defense got i think they got an interception they stopped them on a fifth down and you know offense we just kept scoring plugging away and you know got the dub yeah i loved in the first half too like towards the end i saw you run into there's a wendy's hot mic box which is just a live camera a hot mic you know players can run in after a touchdown or a big play and kind of just show off on this uh mic and video and i saw you run in and you were like keep it going and i was like yes 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 we're we're scoring on every drive uh we're just not getting these two-point conversions because the refs were letting the players play which i appreciated there were definitely some calls on both sides that could have been called but the the official uh the officiating was good throughout that game so i love seeing you go in there just yeah. like come on i'm like he's right like we have this we just need to keep going the defense just needs to get a stop at some point uh exactly. but yeah and at halftime i texted greg i'm like <laughs> yeah. like because like you know he's they're, you guys are calling the plays. He's essentially a leader on the stream. So, like, I can't just say, hey, coach, let's do this. Like, I'm like, okay, I had to reach out to Greg. I'm like, it's like, I text, like, don't get flustered. Like, tell the fans, keep executing the game plan. We've scored on every possession minus the one when we had, like, two plays, you know, at the end of the half. Yeah. Um, and at like, that point, it's like, what do you what do you do? Like, time ran out. Like, oh, well. <laughs> you guys got yeah. the ball back in the second half anyways first. So, it really worked yeah. out. I didn't want like the fans to get flustered. Like, okay, we got to start throwing it deep. Like, no, just keep going our game plan, you know, just chipping away and it worked out. And then I just did that as a reminder in the Wendy's hop. I, like, I didn't know if people would see it or if you could hear me, but um, yeah, I kept it rolling. And shout out to the Aces fans. I mean, it was consistent. Yeah. <laughs> like, we easily had the best strategy. And everyone knew in the league that the Aces fans were like, they set the bar high, you know, they set mm -hmm. the standard for what FCF should be and, you know, showed in the end. We ended up winning it all. So, a hundred percent. Yeah, man. The, the, the community was, is so dope around this, this team and just, yeah, they under, we under, even though the community, cause it comes from kind of funny, which is a huge gaming network online uh, made by Greg Miller and all the crew over there, historically not a big sports community, but obviously every community has probably some sport fans in it, but man, the way this community rallied and learned as the season went on, you could, I mean, watching the first stream, even as a sports fan, I was like, oh, man, these guys outside of Andy struggle a little bit understanding some football stuff. All right. Like, uh, you know, Tim and uh, I don't want to call too many people out here, <laughs> but some people, you know, I was like, uh oh. But by the end of the season, they really learned how football works and different, you know, different rule sets. And it's such a cool way to learn football for one thing uh, in a new format. But also they're so invested now. And I bet so many other fans just are so invested in football now because of this league. Yeah. And dude, I just want to props to you. You are an integral part of the fan interaction and the player interaction. Uh, like right on day one, whenever you got a franchise, love the video where they faked that you were going to get cut. <laughs> just mean to do, uh, but you got to love it when it's not you being the one faked out, right? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Um, they got me good on that, but at the end I was like, okay, I don't care. Like, yeah, you got me good, but I'm franchise tech. So yeah. <laughs> Jokes on you guys, I guess. I'm the franchise quarterback, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but uh, you bought into the community and you bought into the idea of what this league is right away with the interaction. Sending us the fans game pl- calls and game plans every week uh, was so cool. And I, I just want to get props to you and because I, I don't think it would we be having this conversation if you weren't so bought into what this league is and what it wants to do. Uh, so, you know, props to you, man. Yeah, and I appreciate that. And, you know, just coming to the league, it, it's so different, too, because, like, we got, like, you know, maybe, like, the Glacier Boys at first just calling Madden plays all over the place, whereas, <laughs> yeah. you know, we kind of had a game plan executed. We ended up winning the first game. But, you know, it's so big on communication, and I knew, like, the kind of funny was the fan base coming over, and I knew maybe, like, a lot of them weren't really, like, you know, like, they want, they maybe didn't play sports or watch football at times, so mm-hmm. they don't really know what's going on. So, you know, my, my dad, who's a football coach, um, you know, he made, like, kind of FCF 101 yeah. video, you know, just kind of breaking simple, like, terms down, kind of the understanding. And like you said, like, I can't remember who he said, but, like, the guys, like, watching or in the stream – Maybe like for kind of funny, didn't really know football, but by the end of it, they're so invested. And that's what makes it so much fun, too. You know, um, I think Jose Ruckus, he's the yeah, uh, um, he runs the Aces Wild podcast. He tweeted like, I I'm like a 49er fan, um, like Golden State Warrior fan or whatever. Like they won like the championships. This doesn't even compare. Like this is so much more better because everyone's so invested. You're literally calling the plays and you're a part of the team. And that's what I love about FCF. I think they did a great job this year in their first inaugural season of bridging the gap from, you know, players to fans. And that's what you have to do to be successful. And that's why us, the Aces, were so successful. A hundred percent. Can't agree more with that. Yeah. When the first first week happened, I started talking about the league more as like, you know, this first season is a proof of concept. You know, they're proving that this could work. But by the end of it, I'm like, no, this was a season. This was an official season because they really fine tune it over the course of it. And by the end, like I said multiple times already, by the end, it was a clean product that was great to watch on on the stream and participate in. So this league is special. But before we really dive into the league, man, I want to know who is (laughs) Jerdy, dude? Who is Jackson Erdman? Uh, Give us a brief overview, man, where where you came from. Like, I don't know. Uh, People you look up to. why, Why are you playing football? Oh, gosh. Oh, okay. I'll start with football. So, um, well, born and raised Minnesota in the Twin Cities area. I'm living in Minneapolis right now, but was born and raised in uh, Rosemount, which is like 20 minutes south of the city. So metro area. Okay. Anyway, um, born into a football family. My dad is a high school football coach for Rosemount. So my earliest memories are like with my mom, like going to the games or listening to his games <laughs> on the radio. Yeah. And just love the sport, you know, like my entire life. I've always wanted to grow up, you know, play football, play for my dad, the Rosemont Irish, um, you know, and then I always dreamt of like, you know, like LSU, I was a big LSU Tiger fan because NCAA, uh-huh. like 05 or 06 or something had like the mascot game and I'd, I'd always play. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, big football guy, love, love the sport. Um, and then I walked on at Penn State my, yeah, my freshman year. Because I didn't get many like offers coming out of high school. Um, like I always stay in Penn State where the only like division one schools that gave me preferred walk ons, no scholarships. Yeah. Went to Penn State, you know, always dreamt to go in D one <laughs> school. Loved it there, loved my time, was there for a semester before transferring to St. John's. Mm-hmm. And Penn State, like people always ask why I transfer. And, you know, Penn State is more like traditional, like pro style offense, you know, like drop back, like pass, like pocket pass. Here's the force, like Christian Hackenberg yeah. was quarterback when I was there. Oh, okay. anyway, they switched OCs and was kind of like 
I was there with Saquon, Trace McSorley. So like they're kind of molding the offense a little bit around yeah. that. I would say tuition was a crap time. I'm like, okay, like <laughs> you know, make a switch. Went to a D3 school in central Minnesota. Was there for four years. Best decision I've ever made. Um, I won like the equivalent to like the D3 Heisman my junior year. Was a runner up my senior year. Had a blast. Um, yeah, signed with a sports agency in the Minneapolis. They like represent like a bunch of the Vikings guys, Adam Thielen, CJ Ham. Oh, nice. Um, and you know, this whole like COVID year canceled. Like my, I was gonna be in the Minnesota Gopher Pro Day. I had mm. like NFL rookie minicamp invites. I was gonna be like CFL workouts. Canceled everything. So FCF was the first opportunity like in football I had pretty much. Wow. I um, was like after a year, and here I am like a year later. I'm going to be on the Gopher Pro Day, which is a week from today. So mm-hmm. I never would have thought, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> especially when I was playing for the Gopher Pro Day last year, I was feeling good, ready. I was going to throw it with t- Tyler Johnson, who was a receiver mm-hmm. who just won the Super Bowl. Um, and here I am, like, training again, like, okay, like, I actually have it this year, so I'm excited for that. Um, but, yeah, loved FCF, loved playing. It's, it's just fun. You know, I, I have the most fun when I'm out there playing, you know, quarterback, throwing the ball, throwing tutties, just interacting with the guys. Yeah, um, I just for sure. So, like, you know, I'm going to take the advantage of the opportunities. I obviously want to play at the highest level possible, but as long as I'm having a fun playing and, you know, it's worthwhile, I'm going to keep doing that. And FCF absolutely felt like that. Yeah. Um, that definitely, yeah. or that definitely felt like you, I got that when, as you said that, I was like, oh, that definitely, I could see that in your style of play and just the whole, every game, you would just look like you were having fun. So that's really cool. Um, yeah. Talk about Minnesota. Uh, I have a little soft spot in my heart for Minnesota. I'm born and raised California. Haven't really moved officially out of California. Lived in Washington State for a year, but moved back to California. Can't get away. Uh, but I worked in Minnesota for a summer in 2019. Uh, I was hired at a camp to be a wilderness guide, taking groups of uh, high school age kids out into the Boundary Waters. And I just fell in love with Minnesota uh, and the Boundary Waters. Uh, hung out hung out in Duluth a lot uh super dope place Midwest is uh Minnesota is a really nice nice place love the boundary waters too have you ever been out there I'm assuming maybe you have uh maybe I'm wrong though Minnesota is crazy underrated people always mm-hmm. like smack on like oh Minnesota oh yeah like, they just <laughs> hate on I'm like like come up like the winters yeah don't come up but like the summers insane like I love the Twin Cities area great city life like clean nice people and then if you want like the northern feel you go up to Duluth or even all the way up to the boundary waters and it's just gorgeous wilderness mm-hmm. I've actually personally never made it all the way up to the boundary waters but like Duluth area or like further north like great camping lakes everywhere you know you can fish water yep. ski water sports, <laughs> all that stuff. so I'm saying if you haven't been out here you got to come visit I'll show you all the good spots yeah then, I mean yeah, I'm definitely yeah, I I agree with that. Definitely get get out there, just visit Mina, the Twin Cities definitely and then explore some of that countryside for sure or that rural area. It's it's so beautiful out there. Oh my gosh, it's insane. The lake lake life in Minnesota summers, nothing better than that. <laughs> really, yeah. nothing is. It, it's a blast. I'm 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 excited for the summer and you know, like we we have a spot in Twin Cities, so I'm excited for like Twins games, like the baseball oh, yeah. team. <laughs> up some breweries and then my fiance lit her parents live on a lake up like in central minnesota so like we'll go to the lake you know on the weekends and stuff too so i'm telling you whoever's listening you gotta come to minnesota Try it <laughs> underrated it's awesome it definitely is worth it yeah you just rent you know airbnb a cabin on a lake and you'll fall in love with it because i was like eh, you know like cool lakes i have the ocean though it's going to be the same but man living at this camp on a lake with something else it's like ah 
lake life is dope and i definitely want to have a cabin out there for the summer just to go and hang out uh, on a lake for the summer because it's it, it's special man it's special so yeah get out there if you can it's a it's a dope place <clears throat> it is absolutely and just going off you know you kind of asking like who who i am who's like dirty off the yeah. field, you know, outside football um you know like I was raised, you know, just to like love everyone, accept others. You know, you always hear like Minnesota nice, um, you know, just try <laughs> to find everyone, you know, just love and accept everyone. But people, people always say like, I kind of like remind them or give off, you know, like kind of like go with the flow, like goofy, like good vibes, like, like kind of like a Cali guy. Like people will say like, yeah, from Cali or whatever, you know, the long hair, I, I like longboard and stuff. Um, So definitely want to, I got, you come visit me, I'll come visit you in Cali because I got oh. Cali. Oh, I'm definitely down. I know uh, Jose Ruckus is also out in California. So there's reasons for you to get out here, right? Uh, and come visit and explore. <laughs> and I'm always down to go to Minnesota because it's such a beautiful place. I'm also, I think I'm going to actually plan on going out there this summer with a friend who we love doing wilderness trips. So we're probably going to do that. Hopefully uh, COVID messes everything up right now, but Hey, we're coming out of it. So get vaccinated so we can go do stuff again, everybody. Uh <clears throat> All right. But so football, that's a really interesting story. Like hearing you were in the same, like at Penn with Hackenberger and all these names that you worked out with. It's like, wow, that's crazy. And COVID really derailed you. And we all knew this was happening with COVID when all the, everything got canceled last year. And even this year, things are slowly starting to get moving, but it's still a little slow. Uh, so it's really interesting to hear all that. But uh, what, what do you it seems like this FCF might have helped because your interaction with the fans and you are kind of the face of the aces outside of, you know, the ownership group, which is kind of where the face of the teams will be and the fans. But as a player, man, you really embodied what the wild aces were all about from day one. Uh, How do you think that experience is going to help you potentially move on to, you know, the next tier of play? Yeah. I mean, it's cool. Like one FCF, it was the first like or like the only league going on at the time too so you know it's so important especially for like me as a free agent you gotta put out film you gotta get film put it out there and see you because especially for me coming from d3 having like my pro to cancel last year like my agent said like all the scouts would be like yeah like he's got great film put up the numbers but like he's d3 so we have to see him in person so that was why it was like so hard on me when my pro <laughs> yeah. got canceled and everything but here we are again i have one in a week so i'm excited for that but as far as fcf you know like my social media platforms like doubled if not tripled um just from the interaction with the wild aces and you know i i thought i just try to take advantage of every opportunity as i could you know that i was in like group messages with greg miller austin eckler like you're just talking about the team trying to be successful trying to do everything we could to win and just interacting with the fans like i tried i like every dm i try to respond to you know i'm not in the mindset where it's like oh like playing football, I'm not like gonna talk to anyone else or like, you know, be hard. Cause like, I love like growing my network, meeting new people, interacting because you have no idea where it's gonna go. Or exactly. like growing the relationship, opportunities, networking. So I love that part of SCF, just fostering these new relationships and meeting so many people. Um, that people ask me, what's your favorite part about SCF? And like, like the games in that are like my number one, like favorite thing about FCF. And I love how they do that. Um, so yeah, again, I, you know, just networking, getting the name out, especially being like a small school guy, D3, like the more, you know, recognition or like the more like you can get your name out, the better that helps me. Yeah, for sure. And it seems like that's a huge part of what this league is. It's not, I don't think leagues that try to be the NFL or beat the NFL are going to be successful because 
it's just not the same product it's a different so it feels weird so when this is being so different you can excel in different ways and this league wants players to grow a platform because it is all online it's all about that online platform not just for the league and not just for the owners but for the players too and you really took advantage of that uh and it's it's, it's cool to see how it works so it's like you you kind of laid a foundation in a in a uh, a little of a map for players to kind of follow and see, oh, this is how I can grow my platform. I saw you are a Twitch affiliate now. Uh, yeah. I don't know how into Twitch you were before the league, but like that's that's pretty cool. Like that's already a platform now that's grown because of of uh, this thing, like you said, and you, you kind of made that blueprint, in my opinion, for for players uh, how to really interact with this league and use it to your advantage to get uh, those scouts' eyes on you and those NFL teams potentially on you. <laughs> yes. And just going off that, I like I didn't have Twitch before this league. Like, you know, they helped <laughs> gave us the tools to like succeed and be successful. Um, so yeah, I, I love that part as well. I'm about to be streaming with Jose Ruckus, you know, tonight. And just <laughs> it, it's a blast. I so many crazy cool things like relationships, me gaining knowledge and experiences have come out of FCF and it was only like two and a half months. So it just blows my mind. That's a crazy thing too. Yeah, it was only two and a half months, but so much yeah. happened and went down, uh, not just on the field, but in every player's lives. Like it, it really is really cool. So let's, uh, what I want to know what really drew, and I think you maybe kind of answered this uh, with your other que- uh, answers so far, but what drew you into this league? Uh, you know, when I've told people about this league, it, it's a little difficult to kind of break down because there's so many different layers to it because you have a smaller field, seven on seven, 50 yard field that sometimes turns people off right away. But there are linemen. So you still have that aspect of the game. So it's not as different as people think. But then you have these power ups and then the fans are calling the plays and you draft a team every week. There's only four teams right now. So it's you have these owners. What are they? It's on Twitch. What is Twitch? It seems a little hard to get people involved from my perspective i really had to learn how to talk about this league to people uh so when you first heard about this league like what drew you in to being like you know what yeah i want to get into this league well one being the opportunity because i had no idea like what i was doing like football wise like i was hoping i'd be in the gopher pro day eventually but i didn't know this timed up where i'd be done right before the gopher pro day um so yeah just i did a tryout Got the call. I was like, yep, absolutely going, getting filmed, getting paid to play football, you know, absolutely doing it. But when I first heard about the concept, I'm like, okay, like, that's interesting. Like, like, like nothing like this exists. You talk about like these other leagues trying to like compete with the NFL or like the other leagues. And like, this is a completely different product. It's literally like fan controlled football. So those that like aren't listening and like haven't heard of this, like my, I think the best way of describing it is it's essentially an in-person Madden combined with fantasy football in a sense. Mm. So there's four teams right now and the fans decide everything. They decide the team names, the the uniforms, the logos, some of the rules. And then every week there's a pool of players and it's like fantasy where the team the fans for each team, they pick a running back, wide receivers, tight ends, quarterback, who they want to play. And then at the end of the week, like you'll you'll draft again after the game. It just changes from week to week. But during during the game it's literally Madden. You like have like some like six plays you can select from, call the plays, and like the conversions you call, like which route you want to run and everything. So there's so many different aspects, like you said, like the field dimensions of being seven on seven. There's power ups, like what the heck are power ups? <laughs> like for example, fifth down if you don't get it on fourth, and it legit feels like a video game when you're there. And they're they're just trying to create a product like that's different from like traditional like you know NFL football involving more fans and just like 
putting on like a show, like entertainment too. Like we have WWE style entrances and stuff <laughs> like that. And again, it's on Twitch and they have a lot of like celebrity team owners as well. So like my team, it was like uh, Rachel Lindsay, Greg Miller, mm-hmm. Austin Eckler. That's three like very different audiences right there. You know, Bachelor Nation, like kind of funny, like video games, Twitch style, and then the NFL, like running back. Like <laughs> yep. that's, that's a great job at reaching out to different audiences and just getting the word out there too. So there's so many different aspects. Um, but I thought FCS just did a great job of just, you know, trying to cater to so many different people. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and since you mentioned owners, I know some of the other other owners. Just because there are some big names attached to this league, is I mean, Richard Sherman is one of the owners, uh, current NFL player. Uh, Marshawn Lynch is an owner of the Beast. Cla- I mean, f- obviously, uh, Renee Montgomery, a WNBA star who just retired, she's phenomenal. Uh, and I know there's definitely the Zappers, like Ronnie Two K, a big NBA Two K guy. Uh, but I don't, honestly don't remember who else is on the Zappers. Um, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, that was the other one, yeah. Like, so many different, like, <laughs> audiences out there. Like, yeah. different branches of entertainment and everything. Um, so I think that's just genius on FCS parts, you know, because that's what gets the word out there, too. Like, mm-hmm. who would thought, like, people like diehard, like, Bachelor Nation fans or whatever, racial yeah. football, football, like, what? Like, I own a football team, and that brings it in. So, yeah, they're doing a great job. Yeah, I remember when they announced her, I was like, who is this? And I was like, oh. She, that's awesome that she wanted to be involved in this league. This is dope. Like that's so cool. Uh, really awesome. Also, Joe Montana is on, a, I think, a higher executive level, maybe just yeah. a consultant for the league. But he was he was on the broadcast during the season. It's that's what brought me into the league and really was like, oh, if current NFL players and ex NFL players are like really getting involved in this and invested in it, I'm gonna take a look and really really look at what's going on. And then at that point, that's when I was in and bought into the league. So yes, yeah, especially as a player like. You know, like, like you wonder, like, what's legit? You know, there's so many different, like, camps or, like, startups or, like, um, tryouts and leagues and everything. And, like, when you hear this concept and you see what's going to be on Twitch, like, okay, broadcasted everywhere. Phenomenal platform. Like, one of the best. Yeah. And then, like, like Marshawn Lynch is an owner. Richard Sherman. Like, Joe Montana. I was like, okay. So, like, there's, like, even more legitimacy, like, built behind <laughs> those names. So, I was like, okay, like, let's give it a shot. Let's look more into it. Um, so, yeah, they, de- they definitely help. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And you need those people to get the eyes on. But man, the, the play on the field outside of like these big names, but um, yeah, the, the players that were in the league, you might not have known them, but I mean, you were, you know, had some pro days line up. I know Galloway, uh, star running back for the Aces, right? Uh, he was on an NFL practice team at one point. Like these are, there's players that we know, but we just don't get a chance to really look at and see tape on them because you know, they just didn't get their shot. They didn't, the door wasn't there for them in that moment. Uh, but this league is another door for people. And for you too, as you explained this opportunity to show off and show that, Hey, I'm someone to invest in. Give me like, let me, give me a chance. Uh, and so many players in this league did that. And that's what I love too. It's so different. It's out there with the concept, but it's still football at its heart. And we still get to see guys every week go out and perform, uh, which we did. I loved it. Uh, one part about the game I want to ask you about is the man up drills. So how that works is the quarterback and one of their receivers will line up and go one on one against a defensive back of another team. Uh, this is before the draft. You can accumulate points to earn power ups or power plays during the game. See, this is where the league starts to get a little <laughs> iffy on explaining it, but it still it works well. Um so yeah, it's this one-on-one drill. How did you feel about that, like as an extra point change, and just how that process all worked for you? 
Yeah. So my challenge happened before the draft and essentially like increased the draft stock for players that performed well in it. Like for example, like Trav Daddy, he got here late. Um, so he missed part of camp. He's a receiver from Minnesota that I, I know. And like nobody knew who he was, but he balled out in the man up challenge, which is just one-on-ones for extra points. And like, he was drafted in the second round, I think of like the first draft and ended up being franchise day later on. And yeah. one of the best receivers in the league. Yeah. He but, got away from us. <laughs> I know. I know. But um, yeah, the man up challenge, it was fun too, because it, it's not traditional game weeks at FCF. Like you have something mm-hmm. almost every night breaks the week up. And it's another competition where you're going out, you're trying to get power-ups for your team. Mm-hmm. especially in the playoffs when you're literally competing against the other team for playoffs like that's a game changer and like it comes down to extra points a lot of the games did and that's what, like the power-ups are for at first like i thought like the power-ups were like the fifth down and stuff like that but later on we found out it was just like redos for the extra points um but yeah, yeah. I, love, I love the one-on-one i like it being kind of like in our control you know not up necessarily to a kicker but you having more control in it um so it's just another different aspect of FCF, and it's exciting to watch. Yeah, and no, no hate to the kickers. Kickers matter too, uh, oh, but I, definitely it's nice to <laughs> have a have a fast pace, and uh, it's just exciting because yeah, those those extra points do really matter a lot when the league or when the field is kind of small. Uh, you can score quickly, but we saw in some games that wasn't always the case. Uh, but those two point conversions really matter, and I love seeing the players, especially on the man up challenge that happens on draft night on Wednesday, seeing those players get like kind of chippy with each other and call each other out and say, no, let's run it again. Like, come on, come on, come on, come back. We're doing this again. Cause you didn't beat me. You, you, you fouled or something. Uh, uh, and I, I love that aspect and the trash talk and hearing the people in the stream and the broadcast just like, Oh yeah, call them out. Like bring them back. Let's run it again. Let's see what happens. And they just lose their mind in the booth. Like he did it again. Or like, Oh, the defense stepped up those challenges and the interactions because they're on Twitch, they can be a little less censored and not necessarily saying like they can cuss all the time which technically they can and they do you know use that language every now and then which is kind of fun uh but they can just be themselves more so on this platform of twitch is such an awesome platform that lets the league be its own identity and form its own footprint and they've done such a great job so far yeah and that's another big part too you know just like being themselves for example like johnny football was here johnny manzel (laughs) and that's what attracted him too he's like I hated like going places and having them say like, no, you can't act like this. You can't do this. Whereas this league wants me for who I am. And the FCF did a great job just like letting us like show ourselves, you know, get chippy, get into it, but still like, you know, draw the line at a certain point, but just really showing our authentic selves and like helping us like create ourselves and build our brand off and off the field. A hundred percent. Yeah. I think that's something that the NFL has some issue with sometimes is just letting these players really, they're, they're players at the end. They're human at the end of the day. They're, this isn't their life uh, playing this game. They're not a, just a football player. So I love that this league really like interviews people. There's a barbershop show in the middle of the week because you guys were in a bubble. So people obviously probably needed to get their hair cut. So why not make it a show? And that was so cool. I th- remember the first one I watched was with Slick Nick. And I think you might have appeared in that one. Uh, but I was just like, wow, this is this is awesome. Like, This is so cool. Just getting to hear these guys' story uh, in such a casual and weird but awesome way. Uh, it, it's such a cool, cool thing they're doing down there. Uh, since we've mentioned bubble life, how was being in a bubble for, what was it, like two months, three months? Two and a half months. It, I, I'm telling everyone, being back in civilization, it's weird. 
I'm back to having to go grocery <laughs> shopping, make food, do dishes. And like the weirdest part was coming home from the airport, we're driving, and I'm like, holy cow, like I can go anywhere right now. Because <laughs> the only time, well, it was a hardcore bubble. We were in a hotel, and it was just SCF players, personnel in the hotel. Only time like going outside was to and from practice. Uh, so, you know, we got very, we got a routine, like you couldn't leave and everything. So it's different. Love my time there, but feels so good to be out of the bubble and like, actually have freedom again. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so as you guys are in the bubble day to day, uh, we saw on the broadcast, it was pretty evident especially on draft night one of the last ones i think one of the offensive lines maybe it was block party or maybe it was heavy hitters they came out with you know chairs and in togas and started a fake wrestling match against the refs and it was like oh man these guys are having fun that's awesome but clearly bubble life is getting to them uh how is you know players in general what did you guys do day to day outside of practice outside of like the fcf uh broadcast shows that they did what 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 did you guys to keep yourself entertained what did you guys do i mean you know, really depended on like who you are. Like some guys just go back to the room, chill, especially like early on because we had the contact palm tracers for COVID. So like uh-huh. some guys got busted for close contact when someone ended up having it. So like first couple of weeks, like I didn't really leave like the room. I'm like, I'm not risking like being <laughs> another week of quarantine and stuff. But as like it kind of like we bubble got safe, everyone started hanging out. We had like uh, cornhole bags like in the in the ballroom. A um, bunch of games, like guys were always down there, like playing chess or cards or yeah. something, entertain yourselves. But I mean, we, we had it like, it depends on the day because a lot of the time when we weren't practicing, like we were on these shows or like doing podcasts or like learn how to twist stream or like um, Commissioner Ray Austin had like pouring sessions for us where we brought in like, like comedians or like <laughs> entrepreneurs and all kinds of stuff. Just like it, it was like a growing and learning experience. Um, and then workouts, like we kept busy for sure. And there, I think there was like maybe you said like the deep fade, the barber show. Like <laughs> I want to say there was a, a new show like every night or like a different show, like every day. So you like, if you're on that, so a lot of things to do to keep busy. Like you said, I'm affiliate on Twitch. Like I was streaming there just getting like stuff like um, set up and worked out. But yeah, there was so much to do. It was fun. And like as the, uh, as the season progressed, like the guys got really close. So it was bittersweet leaving. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I remember just everything that knew that came out from this league, either directly from the league or like you streaming. I just was just like, man, this league is so dope. Like I remember seeing your, you tweeted out one night during when you were still in the bubble that uh, on Twitch streaming, I was like, oh, that's cool. Let me just check it out real quick. Our franchise quarterback streaming right now. And you're playing Harry, Lego Harry Potter. I was like, this is just like on a different level. Like, uh, like this guy, they, they, I, they said in the broadcast, you know, they, they work, you know, they, offer like they teach players how to use twitch and social media and stuff because they want players to build that brand up so i knew that was there i'm like they this league literally helped this dude figure out twitch and he's on here chilling right now playing lego harry potter what a life man what a life like it's so dope (laughs) i know like my fiance people were like i don't know like how you're doing the bubble especially like during the quarantine phase oh yeah for sure your hotel room and i'm like i mean we have food delivered to our door we have laundry delivered to our door meals everything like i'm i'm just chilling here like playing video games and then like after quarantine like football and streaming like it's pretty solid like i'm not (laughs) and yeah like harry potter i tweeted out i'm like i didn't have too many games down in the bubble and with the wi-fi speed you couldn't download them so that makes sense my my available games are like assassin's creed call duty like 
offline zombies or Harry Potter. I'm like, which one do you want me to stream? And Harry Potter won pretty like handedly. And I was shocked. <laughs> like, All right, Lego Harry Potter it is. Say less. Honestly, I love those streams where it's just like a game that either super old or really unknown or just like kind of odd. And you're like, oh, yeah, I'm down to watch this person play this game. Like, that's fun. I love the Lego games, too. So uh, that was just so much fun to watch. And I mean, even the league, like they're sponsored by Wendy's because they have that Wendy's hot bike, hot yeah. box, hot mic box. I know people call it a hot box, but that's not what it is. Um I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, it's in the kind of funny chat, I think. I don't want to call anyone out, though. Uh, they, The first game, I saw some of the block party, our O-line, who we picked throughout the whole season, which was nice, uh, they just show up with Wendy's burgers in the middle of the game eating a burger. I was like, this league is wild. I don't know how that affected them in the game and in the next game because they play two games, but what a cool concept. <laughs> I just I love that so much. I it's so much fun like the amount of stuff they had for us the surprises they had especially like at the end of the championship one is literally raining money from the ceiling they're like <laughs> why pay for confetti in the cleanup crew when you can just rain down the money you would have paid for that <laughs> i was like, that is like awesome. I, can't, I can't argue with that point that's a good that's a good point yeah this would cost a couple thousand probably a couple hundred at least i'll say a thousand though i'm pretty sure it's it costs more than i expect to have confetti rain from the ceiling so that was, it was so funny i was switching streams at that point and then i came back in and i was like what why is there money everywhere <laughs> like what is going on and i was like oh that's funny someone in chat was like hey that's getting their salaries i was like nah that's dirty why are you saying that come on <laughs> the fcf takes care of them enough <laughs> they do a great job yeah all right well uh Season two, we know it's coming soon. Um, eventually, they put out and said, you know, they're looking at multiple venues right now. Once they get those locked in, we'll know. Um, as a player, is there anything you thought that happened during this season that you're like, you know what? As a player, like, think this, I would want to change this. Uh, I would want to adjust this. Do you do you have anything? The thing that comes to mind right away, I thought, you know, especially being the inaugural season, there were multiple rule changes. Yeah. Like. A lot of stuff going on like behind the scenes and that like the fans were suggesting on Twitter and everything The I would have loved if we had like a debriefing like once a week like hey like here are the new rule changes like this is mm. like everything that's out there the power-ups and just explain stuff so like everybody like knew what was going on and there were like no questions as far as like the fans and the players and like yeah everyone going on there's no disparity so i would love like something like that like once a week like have ray or like d's like pop yeah. on or even on their twitch show have like maybe like 15 20 minutes of like discussing like what's actually changing you know they always throw out like the votes and stuff like that yeah. but actually say like this is the new rule this is how it's changed from last week this is how like you can like utilize it blah 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 blah. because when we were playing sure. like a lot of the guys didn't know what the heck the fourth down rule they're like what's going on they're like why would we do that like there there was so much confusion so i mean that that's what i would say for sure but in the most part i thought the league the personnel they did a phenomenal job you know of just like you know moving along you know and i thought the, the league ran pretty, pretty smoothly for the most part for the first season Nice. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Did There was some confusion, especially earlier. And I felt bad for the head ref who clearly had to look at his, you know, the refs had to look at the rule book a lot and be like, is this is this the right? We're doing this right. Right. And it and I felt bad because refs always get a, a stink because, you know, if wherever they call a penalty against someone, that team is going to not like the ref. And I felt bad. I was like, oh, this poor ref. He's getting so much hate. He's just trying to do his job. They keep changing the rules, like give him a chance. Uh, but that's another thing about this league that 
it was so there was so much preparation beforehand. It was clear um, going into this season. And even as the season happened, those rule changes, like the overtime rule, because uh, there's no kickoffs, So you can do an on- or the onside kick. Actually, uh, there's no kicking. So the onside kick is just uh, I think you get the ball at your 10 yard line, fourth and 10. If you get it, you get it. If you don't, it turns the ball over. Um, super cool. But in that, I think it was the Glacier Boys game. The second time we you guys played them that rule got exposed right it was just constantly like because you could do an onside kick at any point (laughs) so it just got insane took took four weeks to expose the rule but you know it finally (laughs) happened they're like yep we're changing this yeah the game you're trying to be like an hour it turned into like two two and a half hour game real quick (laughs) yeah especially that first week i was like this is not fast this is not an hour this is okay but but by the end of it in the championship game we got i mean it was 10 minutes longer but even that flew by i think it was i don't know how long it was but i felt like it was around two or even under two hours so they really did speed it up but um that's going back to the rule change is that's what i do like about this league is the owners are like all right, that didn't work. Fans, do you want to change it? Uh, that happened in week one. There was votes in week two. I think there were votes every week except, you know, in the playoffs of, hey, we want to adjust the rules. And I like that uh, the foresight and the willingness to be, hey, this isn't working. Fans, let's change it right now. As opposed to like referencing the NFL again, where remember that one se- I don't know if you're super into the NFL, but that one season where they uh, teams were able to challenge the pass interference rule and uh it just did not work it did not work so they had to wait the whole season to change it back and it's like the fcf was like this didn't work let's change it yeah love that literally at times in between games too like after the first game before the second game happened they change it yeah that pissed off uh a couple of the kind of funny guys <laughs> and the community was kind of pissed like you change the rule now but i love that because hey it's the first season we're figuring it out and it's working. It's working. So, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, and I'll go for it. it. Like, I love that. Like, literally, okay, yeah, like, that rule is a problem. Here's how we're going to fix it. And they do it immediately. So, yeah, maybe it sucks for us, like, you know, in yeah. certain cases. But at least they're trying to fix it so it doesn't happen again. Exactly. Yeah, I think every other team was like, oh, thank you for changing that rule because we don't want that yeah. to affect us. So, just, unfortunately, it was us. And that made us, I mean, it made us feel like the under got dog all season. So, going into the, the last game, it was... Ooh, it was fun, and uh, we came out with that chip, right? <laughs> yeah, we did. Let's yeah. go. All right. Well, uh, before I let you go, um, season two, how you feel? I mean, I know you have a pro day. Obviously, you, me as a fan, I want to keep. I want to see you grow. And man, I would love to see you get to the NFL. Uh, absolutely love that. Uh, but what are you, what are you thinking, man? What are your plans? Like, you down to play another season? If if the opportunity is there and nothing else happens, or is this like, no, I want to get my feet ready to move on and really try to get to that next level? If if nothing comes from the pro day and like no NFL CFL opportunities, because again, NFLs they're not having rookie mini camps again this year. Like, oh yeah, I did. <laughs> and stuff. So like, you know, similar situations. So it's definitely tough for someone in my position. CFL not sure what they're doing. I think they're trying to have a season, but yeah, they're partnering with the XFL actually, um, which the XFL now has the rock <laughs> as attached as the owner. Yeah. So we'll see what comes of that. And so, I mean, there's a lot going on. We'll see on the opportunities, but like, let's say nothing happens and FCF season two rolls around. I had an incredible experience with FCF, you know, great, great people involved. I would be honored to go back for season two, especially if they put it to Vegas and there's no bubble. That would be a blast. So, Man, I am. 
I'm right outside LA, so I when I heard they had Vegas planned, I was like, no, COVID. <laughs> I could have went the games. It's right there. Uh, but hey, I'm all down for Vegas. Please put it in Vegas, uh, just for me uh, and the fans on this side, because it's never coming to Cali. That's for sure, right? Um, who wants to be in Cali with these tech? Vegas would, especially you know I I'm a Raider fan, so uh, just imagining you guys potentially playing in that stadium, uh, that'd be dope. <laughs> I know. Hey, I'm looking for I'm looking for the NFL to be like, hey, we want to partner with you guys because that's something I think the NFL should have done, kind of similar to what the NBA does with their G League. It's like just make a supplement a supplemental league just to get these players a chance to shine and i think the fcf can do that because it's so different but you really get to know the players so i don't know these nfl scouts could be like i know who jackson erdman is i have a pretty good idea of who he is i've seen his play on the field i see how he interacts with guys and i see him on social media it's just a great opportunity for players so uh, we'll see what it goes but hey i can hope that you guys play in the raider stadium i can hope <laughs> always hope that would be <laughs> It would, yeah. <laughs> well anything to get that giant wall away from the sideline <laughs> oh my gosh for real especially the end zone I yeah the end zone was... with the concrete too as well like it it worked but we get there was multiple times where i think josh gordon uh in his in his last game against us in the playoffs like he hit those chairs on that one side and blend down and i was like oh no this sucks like they just got josh gordon now he's gonna go down this is bad but luckily no crazy injuries uh with that but hopefully they can adjust that side uh absolutely yeah well, Jody, uh, unless there's anything else you wanted to talk about, anything you want to promote, uh, totally uh, go for it, man. Or we can just close up. I, I would just say I'm starting off on streaming. If you want to tune in at Jody, dude, I'd appreciate it. You know, just starting out. And then, yeah, and feel free to interact with me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, everything's at Jody, dude. Um, love me and new people and just growing the network. And I appreciate all the fans and everyone listening and giving FCF a shot because it gives people like me opportunities. So thank you. A hundred percent. Yeah, definitely check out their streams. He also streams with uh, Jose Ruckus, who is the uh, host of the Aces Wild, the official fan podcast of the NFL. They have a fun time. I've hopped in a couple times and watched you guys play. Uh, you guys are just entertaining and it's a fun time over there. So check them out. Check out that other podcast too. shout him out. He's doing great work over there. He has a lot of cool things planned uh, for this off season, ramping up to season two. Uh, so check them out, guys. Check out the FCF at FCF.io uh, to learn about the league look at everything look at the owners and sign up and pick a team so when next season rolls around you are ready to go uh thanks again jackson erdman dirty dude thanks again for coming on congrats on the championship uh such a fun time uh yeah hey congrats <laughs> to you too it's a community effort you guys calling the plays that's the really? thing i can yeah i can finally say like congrats we did it it's we uh as opposed to when i say we did it and it's like no you didn't you just yelled at a tv and they did it uh that's yeah. what's cool about this league officially the fans do it we as a team won the championship uh thanks again check it out and we'll see you next time 